Welcome to another episode of Kicking It with Coach Red, where we bring you all the news, stories, and opinions that you want to hear from your favorite teams from the Pacific North Fresh, where we bring you the good and the bad and the Mariners. The Mariners. With you, as always, your commander-in-chief, namesake of the podcast, it's me, Coach Red. You can find me on Twitter at the real coach red give it a follow for some spicy takes follow it top notch gifts we're pretty heavy on the mariners right now and some of my stuff is straight up on fire oh it's it's burning and then we've got kid wunder <laughs> the wunder kid himself is he amb- ambidextrous nope He's not just coming in with the left, Lefty France. What's good? Find him on Twitter at Lefty France. Give us a follow. Follow it up. At the real Coach Red. Give him the follow. Boom! Nailed it that time, Lefty. Yeah. Get it down. Uh, soon, soon. Uh, actually, this is an episode that we're recording that's going to be coming out on Sunday. Sunday Fun Day. Good news for you. If you're listening to this podcast, you should follow the show's Instagram page and Twitter page. We do not have what to follow it at because we haven't made them yet, but it's coming on Sunday. That's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Just search your little hearts out. You'll find it, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. If you're following us on our other social media, we will get you covered. You can find us for all sorts of fun things. Uh, on the Twitter sphere, some some knowledge, some fun, spicy gifts, spicy. nice pictures on on Insta. You're gonna be in for a treat. Date TBD on this one, but there's gonna be a pretty epic photo shoot that's coming with Lefty <laughs> and myself looking fresh to death around the Pacific Northwest, rocking all of your favorite sports teams memorabilia. It is going to be fuego everyone so that it look is. for that but the only way you're gonna be able to see it is if you follow us on instagram so don't so don't piss off you know piss on let's go follow yeah, us exactly we got a lot of good feedback on one and since it's sunday fun day we go with a little bit less structure on these and we like to call it a grab bag three questions a piece for lefty and myself we're gonna ask each other these questions we might have dropped some hints to one another on what's coming but we didn't give each other the full question so no it's uh reactions off the top of the head and hope you guys enjoy and i'll start with question number one and it's going to be about a team that we have yet to really dive into too much and that is going to be the Gonzaga Bulldogs. We're, we're in the middle. Recruiting seems to be wrapped up. The guys uh, deciding to head to the draft or not, that has been solidified. And Gonzaga was a national championship team last year. Didn't win, but played in the, played in the ship. So, Lefty, my question for you. 
with everything that Gonzaga is bringing back, what do you see as their ceiling and floor for next season? Oh, they're they're in good position right now with Drew Timmy coming back. The mustache mania. I mean, and then they get seven-footer Chet Holmgren. Number one overall prospect, Chet Holmgren. Yes, number one overall. Like, this guy can dribble, too. Like, he, he's cooking guys ball handling and then going and yamming on them. Yamming? And is it a soft J? <laughs> yamming, yes, it is. But... And then they got, like I said, Drew Timmy's some experience, went to the national championship last year. He knows what it takes to get back there. He was in the conversation for national player of the year, too. Yep. And he's, he'll be a great leader for them for this next, next year's team. And then they got Hunter Salas. He's nationally ranked 18th overall. Cool. 6'5", 175 pounds, uh, playing guard. I How mean, a basketball player is so tall and so light at the same time because Chet is a pencil. Oh, yeah. Seven foot, a buck 90. That's, that's skinny. The guy's legs are twigs. <laughs> but Toothpicks. He, yeah, they're literally toothpicks. But, yeah, and then they get another a point guard, 30th overall, in the nation, Nolan Hickman. I mean, and good filling for Suggs. I mean, with Suggs leaving, it's they need another back, another guy to fill in. And I think Nolan Hickman can be that guy. So yeah, I think I think the Zags are in a really good position. And so with Mark feeling for them, what's the ceiling? Ah, uh, national championship or bust? Natty, natty, natty or bust? I think, I think that's what a lot of people like too, with, with the recruiting class that they got. Mark Few behind coaching them. I mean, that's it's a scary, scary team. So for the floor, I think everyone expects this to be a tournament team, no matter what. If you were going to throw a seed out there, which you could see is the floor lowest, lowest seed they could be going in the tournament, what would you say that would be? I'd say I'll be generous and say three, a three seed. Like I was going to say two, but I'm like, okay, I'll give them, give them a little bit more of a floor. So, but I really see them being one of the four number one seeds they're they're gonna be good yeah tough squad yeah real tough mark fee is a good coach he knows what he's doing over there in spokane <laughs> straight out of spoke yeah <laughs> all right oh i got one for you so, rumors are that Russ never requested for a trade. Do you think that he – are you believing him, or do you think that he actually did ask for a trade and he's trying to 
make it seem like the media was needing some things to talk about during that that little dry spell they had over there. I saw the explanation that Russ put out there a couple days ago where he stated that with all the buzz going on, he had never requested the trade, but him and his agent said he hasn't requested a trade, but these would be the four teams that are the only four teams that he would look at, which at the time and even right now, none of them were feasible to be able to make a trade with, with the Seahawks. So it was kind of that pie in the sky type of thing. And the other thing with Russell is he's committed to winning and this has got a winning roster around him. And I really don't see him being the type of guy that requests, that requests a trade because he's a team first guy for the most part. He's all about the win. I, you look at the game, that they beat the Packers after he had four touchdowns, then went on fire in the fourth quarter, and they win that game to go back to the Super Bowl. Russell, if he would have had five interceptions and they win the game two to zero, he's still going to be ecstatic and elated. He's not He's not that I'm in the dumps because I didn't do as well. Yeah. Obviously, you felt the frustration of him with the, all the hits that he's acquired over the years, yeah. which, yeah, some of it, is because they haven't spent a ton of money on the offensive line. But the other part of it is he scrambles, he holds the ball, he tries to always keep the play alive and make that big miraculous play. And I'm not going to put it all on Russ, but I'm going to put a little bit on him. So I feel like he had some frustration, especially when you look at that last game that they played in the playoffs against the Rams. The line looked terrible, and he had no time to do anything. So I think it was you were getting a honest reaction from him, which you typically didn't get from Russell. And the media took it and run with it and said, well, they're wasting his years. I think there's been people that have said the Seahawks were actively subverting the success of Russell Wilson, which shut your pie holes because it's not true. (laughs) You don't make the playoffs all but one year if you're actively subverting your quarterback. If you want to look at actively subverting a quarterback, look at the Green Bay Packers who may not have Aaron Rodgers back on their team next year because instead of getting weapons that he requested, which Russell Wilson's petitioned for some big-name guys like Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, but the Seahawks has stepped up and looked in the second round, got DK Metcalf, who's an absolute stud, picked Dwayne Eskridge this year. What did the what did the Packers do? Draft Aaron Rodgers' hopeful potential replacement, Jordan Love, and then draft a third running back on your team when you already have a guy that just got paid top dollar in Aaron Jones and you had Jamal Williams on the team. So yeah. the Seahawks, I believe, have done some moves this year to help ease that frustration with Russell. And to answer your questions, I don't think that he requested the trade. I think it was more so his agent and the media trying to keep his agent trying to keep him in the spotlight during the offseason and the media not having anything else to talk about at the time fair very fair i agree with you so lefty yep we went to a mariners game it was the debut of a highly touted prospect in jared kelnick he came out played pretty well to start and then went through a torrid slump i know that you've brought it up in the past but if you were jared kelnick's life coach and he needed a slump buster. 
Oh, man. What would you recommend to get Jared Kelnick out of that slump, back up with the big squad, and doing big boy things? Well, I mean, I think he, him going down to AAA and just seeing more at-bats and still getting some of that major league pitching, like, to be able to just keep hitting, really. I mean, when you're in a slump, you need to just – hit your way out of it and taking cuts after, after games, like lo- later after practice, I think that's the biggest thing for him and trying to see more pitches, I guess. Like he can't, he, he likes to swing first pitch and stuff too. Like even when we watched him, he came out and was just taking hacks, which I don't mind. on first pitches but when you're in a slump like that I think just trying to see the right pitch and just getting that base hit that he needs and getting a different colored helmet or something like that having to like make it known for that you're in the slump like you just you gotta psych your way out of it nice well one thing that I thought of which is kind of a lead into another question. Maybe you change your walk-up song. Okay. So, Lefty. I like that. If you were a Major League Baseball player right now for your Seattle Mariners, (laughs) what would be your walk-up song right now today? Oh, man. Not asking asking for your past walk-up songs. No. If you were were making your Major League debut tomorrow – and they said, Lefty, what are you walking up to? Oh, maybe like some Post Malone rock star. Ooh. That'd be crazy. That'd be a pretty sick walk-up song. Yeah, I like it. I, I think I'd rock with that, honestly. What about you? I know it's a question towards me, but this is a good question. I mean. I'm going to flip it back on you. M- you know that I just slant to all the current hip things all the time. <laughs> but if I was if I was up there and I was I was feeling myself, I might come out to Mims, do a little something like this, you know, just okay. walking up with the buffest swag that I could. <laughs> but so much swag. But if I were picking something that's a little bit more flashy and splashy i might go with god this is tough because i'm not as keen to some of the newer music that's been coming out because i've been listening to a lot of podcasts to broaden my horizons to make sure our listeners are getting some good content respect on that one oh um or i could just go classic God, there's so many, there's so many options here. Um, Trying not to have too much dead air time here. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll lean in uh, to something that might not be current, but maybe would lend itself more to, to my daughter and what she likes. Maybe I would walk out to a little Missy Elliott music makes you lose control. Yes. Get the guys hyped. I like it. 
people are absolutely hyped on that one. Bringing it back. <laughs> so uh, great choice on there for me. Sorry for not going anything current, but guess what? I don't have to. No, it's the world is your oyster. Isn't that the saying? Yep. <laughs> All right. Now I got one for you. So I know that college football playoff potentially changing it to 12 teams hasn't fully been approved or anything like that, but I just wanted to hear your thoughts on them doing that and how it could help UW and the Pac-12 in general. Well, I think it that could help and winning and WSU. Shout out to our boys over there on the Palouse mm-hmm. as well. Um, Sorry, I forgot. You're good. You're good. It's huge because if you – I believe I heard a stat today that out of the 28 spots that have been taken up for the college football playoff, which has been running for seven years now, mm-hmm. 20 of those 28 spots in the playoff were either Alabama – Clemson, Ohio State, or Oklahoma. That's actually crazy. Is a disparaging number for people that want. I I fall to this a hundred percent. I'm a little burnt out when it comes to watching those teams. Yeah, I know that Alabama is awesome. I know that Clemson is awesome. I know that Ohio State is awesome. And then you've got Georgia that's funneled in there a few times. Notre Dame, Oklahoma. You know, the Bluebird programs are great, but I want to see some parity. I want to see an undefeated Cincinnati team in there. I want to see UCF that absolutely housed Auburn, a good Auburn team. I want to see them playing for it. But in terms of the Pac-12 specifically, with this this construction of the college football playoff, as I understand it right now, with the 12 teams, you have all the conference champions from the – power programs so you'd have pac 12 big 10 big 12 acc scc and i believe the land like the aac the american conference and then you'd have other at-large bids and you have to be to be considered for the top four that would get a buy you have to have won your conferences tournament you had you had to be the conference champion so With this, getting an automatic spot for the Pac-12, which Oregon's flirted with making it. Stanford's been close. UW made it one year. USC's sometimes in the mix. WSU, the year with Gardner Minshew, I mean, their only loss was against UW in the Apple Cup in the snow. Mm -hmm. They win that game. They they might be a lock to make that team. So when you look at all those aspects, I think that this would help bring – a lot more parity to college football and make it more interesting, especially when you get to those tournament times, because you have a lot of these teams that are got a lot of guys that are getting recruited and going to the Alabamas and the Clemsons and the Ohio States where they might not touch the field till their junior senior year, because they know they're going to get great coaching. They're going to be in those title type games year in, year out. They're going to get, good feedback to get prepared for the league, but sometimes, you know, being on the field and showing what you got on tape is huge. And if you can go into a kid's living room, talk to his parents and say, if your son comes to my school, 
he will have the opportunity to play for this. He's a guy that can make a difference for us. And all you need to do is get in the tournament. We've seen it before in the NCAA tournament. Football could be a little bit different, but you look at it like a George Mason should never make it to the final four. No, but they did. So I think this opens doors a lot for a Jimmy Lake and a Nick Rolovich to make those push to the kids that they're recruiting. And they can actually be honest when they're saying, we've got a shot. If we can win the Pac-12 North, we win the tournament. We're we're going. And once you get there, all bets are off. Let's let's go. Let's do it. So I think this could be huge for the Pac-12 and for a lot of of the conferences that aren't boasting these guys every year. The AAC could be a huge conference for this. You know, getting those guys that just squeak under the radar. I mean, you had Coastal Carolina that Mm -hmm. ended up getting – getting housed a little bit later in the season, but like a BYU last year, Zach Wilson. I mean, you got these schools that, you know, back in the day, Boise State. Yeah. Kellen Moore, big shout out across Washington. Statue of Liberty. But I mean, you can look at these types of teams and go, all right, cool. We can, we can put more teams on the national stage and that's more storylines. I think it's more revenue for college football. Definitely. And I'm ready for a little bit more parody. It's like I I was excited not having to watch Tom Brady and the Patriots be in the Super Bowl. I'm really I'm a little getting a little bit more tired of Tom Brady and the, himself making the Super Bowl about yeah. every year. So let's get that little bit more parody. Let's let's put some more things out there. I agree. Speaking of recruiting pitches, like uh-huh. a lot of these teams can do right now. Lefty, you're you're a former alum of Eastern Washington. Let's say, let's say I have a dual threat quarterback. That's, that's breaking Idaho state records. I'm in, I'm in the Boise area. It's always been my dream to go to Boise state, but they aren't getting me any love. I haven't even got a call from, from uh, Harson out there, you know? Yeah. And you're the recruiter that's coming from Eastern Washington to come give me your pitch. What is your elevator pitch? What's gonna What's gonna get me to come be an Eastern Eagle? Pitch me on the program. So you like jewel? Do you like jewelry? <laughs> I like jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> Chains. What was that? Well, rings? we got a uh, we got a lot of rings, and we're always competing for the Big Sky Championship, which puts a ring on your finger. We're also competing to play for national championships playing in national championships, winning national championships. So those are also big successes for us. And you ever heard of a guy named uh, Cooper Cup or (laughs) Vernon Adams, those types of guys? Kendrick Bourne, they all, (laughs) they're all playing in the NFL. And I mean, Cooper Cup's a stud and it doesn't matter how, small if it's not d1 fbs you know it's it all it's all about the coaching and cheney's a great place and there's sellout crowds all the time you get a play on the inferno not many schools get a play on a red field you know i think only one does yeah (laughs) it is only one so it's it's a great place, and I mean, red's better than blue, anyways. Whew. Ooh, bomb dropped, man! Kids Might committing, 
you might you, instantly you you might have you might have sold uh timmy thompson the third <laughs> triple triple t on coming to eastern washington e what's thompson. up give me some swoop in my life yeah you you want swoop i can get you swoop get you some connections nice <laughs> Timmy Thompson the third. Little Timmy Thompson the third. He's ready to put a hat on in front <laughs> of the cameras. Put me in, coach. Okay. I know we've been doing a lot of the building a, a perfect team. So I went off of build a team or the perfect team behind DK Metcalf. And so you get one superstar one quarterback and then one other wide receiver and you can't use current teammates all all time stuff no these are like current players current players can't pick anyone that's on On, his team yeah so like for quarterback you can't do russ can't do locket or something for another receiver they gotta be and uh superstar any yeah so it can be yeah any position there and I want to try and make this team so that DK Metcalf can uh, own. Yes. Basically. Yes. All right. Um, quarterback, this is going to be a really tough one. I'm going to go ahead and go with Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh, stud muffin, supreme. Can yeah. throw the hell out of a deep ball, which is really DK's finest moment can high point a ball he still has that creativity that you can see out of russell wilson has some escapability good at throwing on the run uh dk metcalf i feel like has done a lot better over the last year or two on finding those windows finding those holes to get open especially in scramble time and i think a lot of that's built on the rapport with russell wilson so if i throw in a guy that's not going to be static as static in the pocket i think that lends well to dk's game okay so Next, I will go with a complimentary wide receiver to him. And I want someone that is going to take some of the pressure off him. So that way, uh, Jalen Ramsey might not be able to follow him every time across the field. I am going to go with DeAndre Hopkins. Similar, similar size profile to, to Metcalf. If I put Hopkins on the squad, Yeehaw. I I've got a guy that is very similar. Tough hands, good across the middle, can get that ball deep. If you're running two verts with these, I mean your safety is going to have to throw help one unless you're going to play unless you're going to play quarters or really is the only way you can do it because I don't think that you can cover both these guys running a go route if you're running a cover two because those safeties aren't going to get over the top of these guys. So you're going to have to run That's deep quarters deadly. with this and just try and keep the top from being blown off and good complimentary is a guy that can draw that double team can possibly take that number one corner off of him until then DK starts burning. And then they're playing flip flop and the corner doesn't even know what sides up left, right, or down. He doesn't know what's going on <laughs> yep. anymore. And they just have to bring, they just have to bring in the third stringer to come out field because the guy's mind is so scrambled. He's in by, a blender just spinning at the bottom. I have no of- idea what's going on. So for my superstar, I could make this thing. I'm torn. 
between three between three guys. Okay. Do I get do I get another wide receiver that I can play more in the slot type role that can also help out there? Do I get an elite pass catching tight end to help occupy the safeties in the middle of the field? Or do I get a stud running back to bring those safeties in the box more regularly to keep the top open for my wide receivers? So I like the wide, the running back. I think that's the, running I, back. the more I, the more I built it up in talking about it to you, I went there. If I were to pick another guy outside of running back, I would have went with Travis Kelsey, just Ooh, keeping yeah. the ball up the middle. I would have went with Tyreek Hill running the slot. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about speed for days. On oh that my offense. gosh. DKD hop and Tyreek. So I'm going to go with the running back position, and I want someone that is versatile because I want – I could go with Derrick Henry, but then if I've got D-Hop, Patty Mahomes, and DK out there, I too don't want to feel to like I have to force feed yep. Derrick Henry. Way too many hands to feed right there. So – I'm going to go with the guy that I can get the ball in a variety of ways, but can still command respect running the football. I thought heavy on Christian McCaffrey because he's a do all do everything, but I'm actually going to go with Alvin Kamara because he is a better between the tackles runner, but also gives me a ton of versatility by pass catching in the flat, which if you run him out to the flat on DK's side, you might have the corner biting up on that potential, which is going to really put a lot of stress on your back end and give me a whole lot of wide open space for one of the fastest human beings in the NFL to eat. So DK Metcalf seems pretty hungry. I'm going to let him eat. And with this team, let him here, eat. I think that he can do just that. That's a, that's a dirty team. They're good. I like the, I like the call with Kamara, honestly, that he's, he's a great choice for that. He gives you it. so much position versatility because you can hand the ball off to him 25 times a game if you want to. Exactly. But, and I feel like he holds up a little bit better than Christian McCaffrey. That's a little bit more slashy. I feel like with, with Kamara, he can be a little bit of bowling ball sometimes. So you might have to roll that safety into the box more. I think with McCaffrey in the backfield, he gives you puts more stress on your linebacking core to cover that. Not so yeah. much the safeties. And if I'm trying to accentuate DK Metcalf, I want those safeties having to play a little bit more in the box, which I feel like I get that with Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and he can catch a ball 13 times in a game, you know? It's like he's really just that Swiss Army knife. Like, whatever you need him to do, like, he he will go and do it for you. So, I like that a lot. Man. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Man, Lefty coming with some fire questions tonight. I like I it. I thought they were pretty good. I, I was impressed. <laughs> I like Shocked it. myself. Shocked myself. <laughs> yeah, that, that was real clutch. If you were to pick a really clutch uh, Mariners reliever right now, would you still choose Rafael Montero? No. Okay. <laughs> Lefty's turned it around, guys. He's back. We're stepping up. Let's stepping go. Up. We're moving up in the world. 
Well, I think that's going to about wrap it up for our Sunday fun day. Version Sunday fun day. Uh, look, look for the the podcast Twitter. Look for the podcast Insta. Once we uh, get this up, we've got a Mariners episode that'll be coming out on Tuesday. We will have where to find us on those on that episode. So be on the lookout. But in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at the Real Coach Red Water and at Lefty France. Give us a follow. Owning the Twitter sphere right now is what we're trying to do. So I hope you guys have had a great weekend, and this will lead you into a nice work week coming up. We are just around the corner from hitting the 4th of July. The true test of summer is around the corner. I hope that this will lead you right into another work week, give you a lot of fun. Hopefully you have enjoyed everything we've put out there as much as we have enjoyed saying it. We are here all the time. Find us on Spotify. Find us on other areas to get your podcast. Hopefully Apple Podcast is coming soon. And when it does, we will let you know. But as always, we want you to stay fresh. Stay fresh. Peace.